How do you say hello in Italian? Grazie. Grazie. You say goodbye. Ciao. Ciao. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. That's what that's where we are right now. We up in this Italy situation. You know what I'm saying? Getting idolized and whatnot. <laughs> idolized. Idolized and everything. We apologize if our sound is off. Um, we do not have our mic. Yeah. So we are attempting to record um, just off of our, you know, device. Yeah, basically. Um, but yes, we landed in Naples, Italy today at about 12.15. Yep. Um, we were at Ireland first. Mm-hmm. Um, Ireland wasn't bad. It was, Dublin was pretty chill. Dublin was very chill, yeah. relaxed. We had a nice little hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, here in Italy, since we're here for two weeks, we decided to rent out a condo. Um, there's three bedrooms, a whole wraparound balcony situation. And the coldest part is when we come out of our bedroom and we look to the, the right... right we see the Mediterranean Sea. Man, it's it so right cold. It is so cold, man. It, my babe does an amazing job of getting accommodations. Like, when she when she takes people to travel with her, she wants you to live the way she wants to live. But we live amongst the locals, and we live good. And if you guys are interested in seeing what the condo looks like, I've already posted on our Instagram page. You know, what the condo, the inside of the condo looks like. I go out onto the balcony. I turn to my right. You can see the Mediterranean Sea right there. You know, and we are living amongst the locals. Like, the condo is gorgeous. My baby's drinking something. She's trying not to make a whole bunch of noise. I'm sorry, y'all. I got thirsty. But it's gorgeous. We've already been to, like, their little market here. Um, and the market has so much good stuff already. Like, it's, the food is so different here. For example, I'll give you a small example. Example. So, we was drinking a Sprite. Oh, no, it was 7-Up. 7-Up. Last yeah. night. Mm-hmm. And me and Babe was like, it's something different about this 7-Up that don't seem right, you know? And so, we looked at the ingredients on the back because we nerds. That's what we fucking do. <laughs> and it doesn't have any high fructose syrupy shit the way it does in the United States. Now, mm-hmm. I'm a type 2 diabetic. Mm-hmm. So, I was drinking it. And, you know, you still got the fizz and you still have the great taste, but you don't have the heaviness mm-hmm. in it that it has. And that, that high fructose syrup shit is what causes my numbers to skyrocket. Yeah. So we're going to do a little experiment while we're here. Mm-hmm. And we are going to um, check my numbers, obviously, every day, twice a day, whatever the case may be. Um, I haven't had my medication in the past couple of days just because we've been traveling. It really ain't been on my mind, although I know it should have. And so my numbers today, when I took them, were like 354, which is a little high. Mm-hmm. But for me, they've been much higher than that. Considering uh, we've only been eating bread, you know, because on a flight, you know, they pretty much just stuff you with bread. They just give you a bunch of bullshit. Um, so, so, yeah. So, like, we're going, I'm just going to eat regular, take my little medication, eat the food that's here, and we're going to check our numbers. But, no, check my numbers. But nonetheless, um, the food is amazing already. Uh, we had chicken tonight, potatoes. Yeah. Oh, do we eat the mushrooms too? No. Where the mushrooms at? I don't know. They may be in the refrigerator. Damn. We had mushrooms and uh, we had like their little Italian soda, uh, which again does not have any high fructose corn syrup in it and it's mm-hmm. ridiculously good. Um, tomorrow we're going to have like eggs, ham, cheese, bread. And, you know, we're just going to go out and do our thing and we just going to enjoy our time here. But the the condo that my wife got, it's a two bed, it's a three bedroom, two bath. Mm-hmm. When I say it, it's the fucking coldest, like it's so nice. The guy who owns it even bought two condos across the hall, so he's basically just buying, <laughs> buying up building. shit. He buying up shit. 
out here. But like her, the accommodations are always super nice. She has tours planned for us. We're going to see Pompeii. Yeah, we're going to see Pompeii with an archaeologist. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to a street food tour. Mm-hmm. We are doing a yacht cruise on your birthday. We're going to do the volcano for thing? eight hours. Um, that well. No, that's not that's not this trip. No, we're not doing the volcano. Like when we get in the mud and shit. No, that was um Colombia. Oh, okay. Um, and then we're doing a wine tasting and vineyard. Um, we'll be actually by the the volcano at that point because it's the winery from the ashes mm-hmm. of the volcano of Pompeii. And let me just say this. That motherfucking mountain, that volcano... <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. And it's so real. It's so <laughs> unbelievably real. Like, I saw a movie about Pompeii before we left. The movie don't do the mountain justice or the volcano justice. That motherfucker sits. I was like, babe, is that it right there? She was like, yeah, that's it. I was like, so this big mountain with this hole at the top, she said, that's it right there. I was like, I'm just making sure just in case some shit pop off, we want to run in the opposite direction of the mountain. Okay? She was like, right, exactly. I was like, I just need to know where it was centrally located. So I won't be confused. You feel me? It's all good. I'm excited. I'm excited. How did you feel about Dublin? Listen. Because she hasn't really experienced Italy yet. It was raining today. Mm-hmm. We it took forever for us to land because of the weather. Uh, we were in a, we were just circulating the Mediterranean for like forty minutes. <laughs> um, we were so aggravated. So she we haven't really gotten out. We were in the UK yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now we're in Europe. Right. So Dublin was chill. Dublin was cool. Dublin was really nice. The the hotel we said that was was chill. Yeah. It was very nice. The people were really nice. Really, too. yeah. Although they tend to look at us like we have a tail. Um, they don't see enough black people. Not enough black people. Black people are like, why would the fuck would I want to go to Dublin? What's in Dublin? Some shit you ain't never heard of some before. Some shit you ain't never tasted. Um, some some people I know what white people look like. Listen, you bring your ass over here to Dublin and do a little shopping. Experience the food, experience the culture. The accents are cold. I don't know how they understand what the fuck each other's saying, but that that whole I Irish... I feel so bad because I couldn't understand. And they, they're speaking English. It's just Gaelic. Yeah. Like... So they speak English, but they also speak Gaelic. Um, and so they would translate things into English after they were done speaking in it Gaelic. But at the same time, it's some really cool shit. The whole, the, even the airport was chill. Yeah. The air, it wasn't confusing. It was very clean over here. Like, black people don't get out enough. Y'all motherfuckers want to go to Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. I love the United States. It's my home. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to be like, fuck the United States, I'm not going back. Mind you, they trying to kill us over there with the food, is what I'm learning. But as far as the shit we we do and how we party, we pop off, our shopping, our fun, our laughs, the shows, all of it's awesome. But you got to step outside your comfort zone sometimes and see some shit you ain't never seen before. Eat some food you ain't never heard of before. Eat some chicken without hot sauce. I dare you. I know. Listen, <laughs> she did it. I'm a Frank's hot sauce advocate. If Frank wants us to advertise for them, I will gladly do it. <laughs> I will put together the commercial, get a little background. I will be a Frank hot sauce poster child. But when I came over here today and we had like chicken and mushrooms and potatoes and we had like a fried grilled yes. fried ham and grilled cheese sandwich it was it was ham and cheese hot ham and mozzarella and it's like they put it on the bread and then they fried it in olive oil or whatever and when i say fried i'm not talking about just mm-mm, grilled mm-mm. like they submerged the whole sandwich, sandwich in grease 
And you know what? My stomach don't hurt. I'm not stuffed to the gills. But um, legitimately, legit, the food is awesome. Like, experience some shit that's going to kind of food's not supposed to kill you. It's not supposed to make you sicker if if no one realized. And we've been so conditioned in the United States to be like, oh, well, you know, I guess I'm going to have to recover from this. You're not supposed to have to recover from, from food. Food. Yeah. food is fuel. It's supposed to keep us mm-hmm. going every day. You know what I'm saying? So we've been mentally conditioned to be like, well, this, this shit going to kill us. And now it's become the normal. And then when you come over here, it's just shit that they don't allow. Like, they just don't allow you to. The, How was your Big Mac experience? Listen, and- we had a Big Mac in Ireland, y'all. <laughs> and fries and we had Fanta. Yeah. Um, it's not the same as what it is in the States. Yeah. Like, well, what's the difference? The meat is not processed. That's the fucking difference. The fries come from real potatoes. Okay. And the soda comes from the real soda fields of Dublin. I don't know where that soda came from, <laughs> but it's it was different. Like it, the Big Mac sauce that y'all used to. It's not the same. It may look the same, but it don't but taste. It is not it's the not same. heavy. And you know what else was different? What I'm saying is like I ain't never been to Europe. Okay, their version of a large is our version of a medium. Yeah. So they're not supersizing shit over here. It's no supersize. And so we both ordered a large meal. Like we were so tired and so hungry and so hungry. So we was like, let's just go to McDonald's. Let's not overthink it. I really wanted fish and chips, but by that I wanted sleep more. Like in yeah. McDonald's, the jet lag, hotel. the jet lag is real. And, um, my wife was like, I'm, I'm going to get a Big Mac. I ain't and had a Big Mac in so fucking long y'all. Like I can't eat that shit get, over yeah. in the United States. And we got our pops. And you know how big our large is in the super States? Supersized, man. It's supersized. And so over here, we got a large, and it's the size of a medium. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you see how they condition? Like, if they're feeding you like this since you're a child, your stomach expands. Yeah. And so when you become a teenager and an adult, of course you eat more because your stomach is bigger, mm-hmm. which means you're always hungry. Which, of course, there, there in fact lies obesity. Yeah. You're never full. Yeah. And it's not your fault. They conditioned you to not be full. Mm-hmm. And then even eating that smaller amount of food, we noticed we were full. Yeah. Easily. Easily. Before, before we even finished our meal, we I were full. I feel like half my fries. So here's the thing. Like, you know you know how our kids in the United States, before they can read, they know what those, what those golden arches are. They do. Think about that for just a moment. Before our children in the United States know how to fucking read... They know what the golden arches are. They know what McDonald's is. I want a happy meal. I want some we giving them soda and shit. Listen, we went into that fucking McDonald's. There wasn't no kids in there. Mm-mm. It was adults in there eating. It wasn't a whole bunch of kids running around. None of that shit. Um, it was grown ups in there eating their food. And I think the reason why that is is because they're not they're not craving that shit over right. here. The way our kids do in the United States because my babe put me on to some shit I didn't know. Like Europe outlaws some of the shit that the United States be trying to bring over here. A lot of it. A lot of the shit that we consume, the European Union was like, yeah, y'all can y'all can come over here. You can, you know, start a business, a restaurant, but you can't bring all of this shit. Mm-mm. So a lot of our ingredients, a lot of things that, you know, they cook with are outlawed here. Yeah. And so they have to cook with natural products. And so, yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, and the, one of the reasons why we're going on the way we are is, of course, my wife and I are planning that Cartagena, Colombia trip. Now, Cartagena, Cartagena, Colombia 
is a completely different animal than Europe over here. When we got off the plane in Colombia, it was brown people everywhere. I was so fucking excited because coming from the Midwest, we don't see brown people everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when we went down to it. I was like, we went down to Atlanta and we went out to dinner. I was like, baby, it's black people everywhere. I'm so in love with this fucking environment. Like, it was so beautiful. But the black people over in Colombia, obviously, they speak a different language. But it's, it's somewhat Americanized over there. But the food is fresh. The eggs are fresh. Milk. The, you get you smell fresh bread being made every morning. You right there. The ocean is right there at your fucking fingertips. That they have local shops everywhere. The locals are already selling something. They hustling. You don't see motherfuckers sitting out on a corner talking about please feed me. I'm a veteran. No, they either got some sunglasses mm-hmm. or they done made bracelets. Or, they done made hats from the palm tree. Come on, man. They 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 doing all kind of shit to make to hustle and make their money. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a such a wonderful experience. Like you see all these beautiful colors. You you get to experience the food. Um the people are so nice to you and shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's a completely different vibe. We were on the plane leaving Dublin, coming over here to Naples and of course it was a white American family on there. And this man <laughs> tried to get smart with my wife and I had listen, my wife being the passive aggressive beautiful black woman that she is, passive passive aggressively cussed his motherfucking ass out because he was like, you know, please don't bump into me. Please don't pressure press against me. Bitch, we all stood up once the plane landed and, you know, you get your stuff from over the overhead. And so I was behind her and I accidentally bumped into her and of course she accidentally bumped into him. But you just don't get that type of pushback and hate when you go to, you know, Colombia or like the the men here in Italy, we went to that little shop. They they didn't know us. Mm-mm. This was a they, and they really tried to help us. Like yeah, they knew we were wearing very it. nice. Yeah, they could have been like you stupid fucking Americans, mm-hmm. but instead they was like so so cool and super yeah, chill. Yeah, the person shopping came to help us. Yeah, and, and was trying to translate what we were trying to say. And you know they made they was really they were like Coca Cola like they're trying to figure <laughs> out what we wanted. Um, but that white American male. <laughs> Little bitch ass motherfucker. Listen, <laughs> my wife pointed out that, you know, there was a lot of turbulence um as we were flying into Naples because of the the shitty weather. And his kids got sick. Well, he wasn't he wasn't even man enough to stand up and get his babies like a little vomit bag and shit. Like he made the wife had to do it. But he gonna say some shit to my wife like, you know, please don't bump please don't push up against me. He's a good thing that she got to him before I did. That's really what it is, you know? Um, and I noticed that some of these motherfuckers over here don't have manners. You know how white people can be. They want to bump into you. They don't say, excuse me. They don't mm-hmm. say, pardon me. None of that shit. It's it's a completely different vibe. It It is. It's a good vibe. But, you know, you you always have those ones that are a little fucked up. A little bit. That, that try to ruin it. But you just got to have an open mind. But when we go to Columbia, and I'm so glad we're going back because... Even though it's been, what, a year? Maybe two years, two years. Since we've been, I'm so excited about going back. And we're going to have such a good time. Mm-hmm. I learn so much when we travel. Mm-hmm. Like, I learn so many different things when we travel. I don't feel comfortable about being in an environment where nobody speaks my language. If anything, I'm uncomfortable about the fact that I don't speak their language. Mm-hmm. So you got to get your what's up. What's that? What's that? You got to have mm-hmm. your Google Translate. Mm-hmm. I downloaded an, an app that helps me translate words from Italian to English or English to Italian if necessary. And we're going to make our way. We're still going to do all the shit we said we was going to do, weather permitting. 
and we're going to enjoy the culture and look at some like different shit and have a good time and and take away from this experience a learning experience right now my daughter is in uh france with her fiance oh she's in amsterdam now oh she's in amsterdam Mm -hmm. smoking her motherfucking face (laughs) off man i'm jealous of that shit but this is her first time ever traveling internationally and she's having a blast Mm -hmm. like she's having such a wonderful time she's like mom we could easily come over here and live and i'll be cool and my daughter's never traveled international before Mm -hmm. like she she loves it so she got her passport but my point is saying all of this is simply this get your fucking passport Step outside your comfort zone. I dare you to learn something new about yourself and about another country. Even if you start out with just going to like brown countries first, Mm -hmm. which is how my babe introduced me to international travel. Do it. My babe has a fondness for Morocco. I love Morocco. I don't know shit about Morocco, but I can't wait to go based off of what she done told me. I could live there. Seriously? I could live in, yeah, I could live in Morocco. It's so, it's peaceful. Mm -hmm. You know, like... The people are really sweet. They're really kind. You know, honestly, I had a prejudice, and I'm be honest, I had a prejudice against um, Muslim people before I went there. Mm-hmm. That was my first Muslim country. Mm-hmm. I was so scared mm-hmm. because of, like you said, what America pushes on you. Yeah. And then black people push that shit, too. You know, that, you know, Arabs are crazy and all this other shit. And when I first got over there to see how sweet they were. And they're very gentle and, and, you know, you hear their call of prayer. You see how, you know, connected they are to the God, their God, you know, and, mm-hmm. and how committed they are to prayer. You don't, they don't care where they at. When it's time for them to hit that prayer. With that blanket out, hit that, hit the floor. Did you see the guy in the airport? No. We were walking through the terminal and it was time for him to pray. Mm-hmm. And he got by the window, put his, put his prayer tiles down mm-hmm. in the middle of the walkway and did his prayer. Damn. That's commitment. The faithfulness. That is faithfulness. That's what I'm talking about. And it's it, you begin to really love hearing the call of prayer. Yeah. Even if you're not Muslim, like to hear them, they literally get on a speaker, y'all, and, and you hear it throughout the whole city. And they be like... <coughs> <laughs> Did you clear your throat? Dude cleared his throat, and it's like they have a competition. Like, who can sing it better? Wow. Like, um, but I love Morocco. It's very beautiful. It's very peaceful. You know, it's different. You have to have an open mind to go there. It's not going to be America. It's not going to be L.A. Or, or Arizona. It's a desert. You have to be open to what their culture offers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really proud of my wife. Are she, you, proud of me? you stepped out your comfort zone. You're in the middle of an Italian neighborhood. Yes, I am. Enjoying myself. You are not in a hotel like nope. Costa Rica or nope. Colombia. Um, we're not, we were in a hotel in Dublin. Mm-hmm. I pulled her ass into the middle of a neighborhood this time. <laughs> and I was like, well, this let's is, get it. This is it. <laughs> and I'm here for it. Like my, I, I said on a, what is it called? A duvet? Duvet. Uh, uh, a, 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 what is it called? I, I just had it on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember. It's the thing they use after you use the bathroom, you wash your ass. I don't know what it's called. Bidet. Bidet. There you go. For the first time in my life. My wife was like, baby, you trust me? I'm like, well, my life. Yeah, I trust you. What's up? She's like, baby, come here. And I'm like, what do, what do you want? You have to experience it. I'm like, babe, what do you want? She's like, I just want you to come and try it. I'm like, try what? What? I just got out the shower. Watch. Like, Sit down. Right. So I sat down on this damn thing. And I feel I'm pretty, I'm at peace with it. Now, mind you, I don't let nothing back here that ain't supposed to be she back here. She was so nervous, y'all. But my wife turned it on and I sat down. It was awesome, you guys. It was awesome. Like, it's a different experience to have your ass washed 
after you use the bathroom instead of just wiping with toilet paper. Like, not to go into it too deep, I'm not, but if I've never experienced it before, so that was the first time I ever tried that. It's a very clean experience. It's a, it's a very cleansing experience. It's refreshing. It is, and I see why they do it because when you cut back on toilet paper, you cut back on pollution, you know, and um, it's not like it stays running all day. You use it when you go to sit down after you're done using the bathroom. And they're very conscious of the energy that they use here. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't be using up all the motherfucking power over here. Nah, they'll cut that shit off and be like, In a Whoa. heartbeat. <laughs> You're going to be out of power for a minute because you fucked around and got greedy. This ain't America. And it really also, too, let me tell you what it teaches me. It teaches me to be conscious of the things that I take for granted in America all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. The power, the food, transportation, communication, all that shit. Now, mind you, we're, we, we are in a condo, but we have Wi-Fi. This guy's got flat screen TVs here. Um, we're watching like Planet of the Apes right now. We got some amazing lightning. lightning the lights. On. He done got a whole light system set up. The whole it's a fucking light show in the condo, you know. And then you walk out onto our balcony. Of course, he's got a table sitting out there. So if we we want to eat breakfast, lunch, or dinner, weather permitting, out there, and we can look at the Mediterranean Sea if we want to. It's very relaxing, but at the same time, it did not. My wife did not have to give up an arm and leg to book this shit. No. And all she's trying to do is introduce our people specifically to a life that America tells you you're not entitled to. Because America wants you to believe that everybody hates black people. Yep. Especially black women. America wants you to believe that shit so that you'll spend your money and your time in America and you'll never go outside the walls of America and experience a different culture and really learn the truth. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, is that that is not the truth. That is, other countries don't hate black women. As a matter of fact, when we went to Colombia, I almost had to fuck this one dude up because he was, like, trying to take my babe. This is before we got married. Like, remember old boy, the, our, our guide, who took us to... Um, oh, Costa Rica? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not Colombia. It was Costa Rica. Costa Rica, yeah. Yeah, the, the little guy dude. <laughs> yeah, I know you're talking about. Little chubby dude trying to get with my female. Motherfucker, if you don't back up... You know what I'm saying? He's so in love with her. Like, would do anything for her. Now... Then with Egypt. <laughs> I've almost been a wife twice, maybe. Okay. <laughs> Prince Abibi and his monkey ass. Once she even got back over here, he was still trying to contact her. And I had to put him in his place. So don't, don't get it twisted. People outside of America love black women. They love black people. The guy, the, the guy in Costa Rica was like... We love black people over here. Why don't you guys come over here and start a business? Yeah, he literally, he literally asked us that. Like, he was like, we love you guys. Why don't you come Why don't y'all come here? He didn't say, why don't you come over here and find a job and work for somebody else? He said, why don't you come over here and start a business? We love black people. We was like, what? We ain't never heard no shit like that before. At least I haven't. Now, my wife has because she's traveled so much. But I've never had, to, had somebody say to me, we love black people. Come over here and start a business. And it's easy to do over there. Don't think that we're not going to do it because we definitely are. Mm-hmm. But we encourage you, even if it's not with us, even if you decide not to travel with us, which we would love if you did because we're trying to build a community where we establish new relationships. You know, it's it's a togetherness. It's yeah. a unity that we're really trying to, to and, you know, formulate. But we can't do it all alone. Like, obviously, my wife and I are still going to travel regardless. If, if we don't get anybody to go on the trip, we're still going to go to... Columbia. We're going to go back because I love the country. I love the food. I love the culture. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of stuff we didn't get to do the last time we were there. Mm-hmm. But for the pricing that she's offering, you're never going to get this kind of pricing going with like a travel agency. They're going to rock your motherfucking boat. You're going to be hobbling out of there because you're going to miss, be missing a leg when you could do this, put a deposit down, pay the monthly payment, and your trip be paid for a year in advance. 
-hmm. And then all you have to do is buy your airline ticket, watch the prices, get on Hopper, watch the prices, um, and put the dates in and buy your ticket when it's at its lowest, period. Like this, my wife has taught me there's a way that you can travel and see the world and you don't have to be a fucking millionaire to do it. You really don't. And I love that about her. Mm -hmm. I love that she's opened my eyes to so much shit. So if you guys still want to go to Columbia with us, I think we're accepting payments through June 15th. Isn't that correct? Correct. Down positive. I'll work. You don't have to pay for the whole trip up front. No. You put your $500 deposit down. It's three thirty-three per couple for six months. That's not per person. That's per couple for six months. After that six months is up, your trip is paid for. You know, buy your, t- buy your ticket in January and February when you get your tax return. Mm-hmm. Boom. You're you going to be going to Cartagena, Columbia in June. That's it. Feeling that good old slave heat. Mm-hmm. We went to Palenque. I ain't never in my life been so fucking hot. And I love the heat. I love the heat. But, nigga, I was standing still sweating like a whore in church. It was hot. <laughs> it was the heat of my ancestors, as my wife said. It It was hot. Uh, but I loved it. They have a wall in Palenque where some artist wrote, he said, you know, I love I love being black is what he put. Van just walked in, you guys. Sorry. Um, and he said, I love being black. That's what it says on the wall. We should post that picture up. Oh, yeah. Because we took our pictures in front yeah, of that. We did. And um, um, hi, Van. Come on in, Van. Instead of <laughs> um, he, and we, I mean, like, you just don't see that kind of shit here in America. Where we we putting up murals on the wall saying we love being black and black people taking pictures in front of that shit. At least not where I'm from. So we hyped about that. But then also, too, the history of these countries. For example, Van is a history buff. And my wife and Van did a hip-hop version today <laughs> of all kind of shit that I didn't know about to the point where they lullabied my ass to sleep. I With was history. So, I was so tired, y'all. I was so tired. But what was y'all talking about, man? What was the the, the pharaoh, the queen pharaoh's name? Hatshepsut. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> what Van said, Hatshepsuts. And she apparently was a queen, the only queen pharaoh over there in Egypt. And she ruled for like 20, 30 years. Um, she was 50 when she died. Apparently, her stepson killed her because he had a little bit of attitude that she was doing shit better than he was. And, and she was walking around like she was a man. Like, she mm-hmm. was a boss. She had a beard. and She had a wife and shit. She had shit. a wife. And she was like, and you know what? And a husband. I can do this better than the men. And, and everything was peaceful. Europe, I mean, Egypt was thriving and shit, apparently. Like, they put me on to some good shit that I looked up and researched after they gave me the hip-hop version of the shit. It was a hip-hop history lesson on Egypt. You know what I'm saying? And we told you, we introduced you to, you know, King Tut's daddy thinking he was God. Okay. And, and you know how he switched over their whole religion was like, you know what, fuck moon. You know, we're going to worship the sun because look at my woman. Right. The sun made her beautiful. So now y'all going to worship the sun. So now y'all got to worship the sun. Fuck that moon shit. <laughs> um, and then who was the, the chick who went over there and fucked her boy? Got wrapped up in a rug. That was Cleopatra. She presented herself in a rug to, you know, kind of make a union with Italy so she had them deliver her naked, wrapped up in a carpet, a rug, an Egyptian rug, to Caesar. to Caesar. And was like, I'm going to seduce him this way. And he was like, all right, I'm going to take it, but still fuck you. And your daddy. Uh, and your daddy. And then I'm going to conquer you still. You know? And so we gave her a hip-hop version of it. Listen, I didn't learn about this shit when I was in school. I went to public school, y'all. They weren't teaching us about this. I know about Christopher Columbus and his punk bitch ass. <laughs> I okay, so I know about pilgrims and how they lied to me about the pilgrims, like they was peaceful and shit, but they wasn't. Okay. Um, 
I learned about some shit that I don't have any use for. I don't learn shit about my people, black people. And Ben made a very interesting point. We are not, we were not all kings and queens. Somebody had to be the sword maker, okay, and the shield maker. Somebody, somebody had, had to. Be a so yeah, somebody had to be a goat herder. Uh, somebody over there had to like be a farmer. Farm. So who was making the food? The kings and queens was in the kitchen. Come on now, like they they really helped me make sense of shit in a very uh like modern hip hop kind of way, you know. Um, and that's okay that we weren't all kings. And that's kings. all right. Because kings and queens can't survive with all these, without all these people. You feel me? Because they don't know how to do shit. It, it takes does. a village. <laughs> it does. It takes a village. When you're born in a royalty, you don't know how to be a fucking go-harder. That ain't a part of your plan as a, as royalty. So everybody had a role in the place. Now, just because you wasn't a king and queen don't mean your ass was enslaved over there. But at the same time, they also made me realize black people or the Africans over there had more of a part to play in slavery than what we've been taught. But you don't learn this shit. If you don't travel, like if they've been to Europe, they, I mean, they, they've been to Egypt, they've seen the pyramids, they, they went up and down and inside the motherfuckers. I have not been to Egypt yet, but I am going, but the history, We're going next year. the history that you learn, like my wife is going to Morocco again this year in the fall in September, babe. Yeah. What are your dates for Morocco? The 7th through the 15th, we will be in Morocco. Yeah. Um, and if they could find a way to go back, I'm going to tell you right now, her ass will go, but, yeah. you, but you just learn so fucking much. How do y'all just, how y'all so scared all the fucking time of every fucking thing? But, you know, you'll get, you'll you'll spend $200 on a pair of J's, but not on an airline ticket. You ain't going to know if you ain't doing nothing constructive and learning shit in the motherfucking J's. Not a goddamn thing. But if you spend that same $200 on an airline ticket and take your ass halfway across the world with some of your homegirls and make it a fun and exciting time, you're going to come back a better person than you would if you bought the motherfucking Jordans. I can 99.999% guarantee you because I got a pair of J's sitting home in the motherfucking closet. But I gave my wife the money that I wanted for the, the new ones that's out. And here I am sitting in Italy. Fuck that. Um, All day. <laughs> you know what? Traveling time. Like I started. This is my 17th country that I've been to. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Thugs. I'm not trying to brag. but Brag, nigga. I'm not. Like, but I've been to 17 countries. I didn't start traveling until I was like 28. I'm 33. Okay. So I've been to 17 countries in what, five years? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, some countries I've been to, this is my third time in Italy. I've been to Costa Rica twice. Morocco, it'll be twice. Egypt is going to be a twice. Um, it taught me to appreciate shit. Like, it taught me, like, everything ain't about you. Mm-hmm. And it taught me, it's people out here that's way more mature than you, and they... Uh, a third of your age. Get your shit together. We saw a 10-year-old boy in ORD with his little sister traveling by his motherfucking self. Internationally. Internationally. Because he was an international terminal. Listen, 10. Yeah. His, his baby sister couldn't have been more than five or six and he, years he, old. And he had to take the shuttle and everything. And he was whipping it. He Doing had her shit. toys. He Doing had her shit snacks. by himself. Wow. And he was like, come on, let's go, girl. We gotta go to this next gate. Listen, <laughs> when we was in Dublin, we saw these two little boys... They couldn't have been more than 11, 12 years old. Mm-hmm. They was giving people rides in a horse-drawn carriage, whipping that shit like they had the whip with the horse, and it was going down the street. They was working. But you got grown motherfuckers over here in America on food stamps, mad if they got to get a fucking job. And you got 12-year-olds in a whole nother motherfucking country making a, a living. Making, oops, my babe done knocked over the iPad. Making a living and shit. 
I don't understand. Like, I'm so confused. Now, mind you, I've been working since I was 14 years old. So I get what it means to be a kid and have a fucking job. Mm-hmm. But how you motherfuckers sit at home all day watching TV, um, eating on snacks and shit, and don't get out here and live your best life? America, to me, is very, it's too convenient. It has made a group of people very lazy. Mm-hmm. It's a laziness that we have um, because we're so comfortable. Like, and so I told my wife when we got here, she was so hungry. And I was like, but here's the thing, honey. Um, over here, they got this thing called a siesta. Yeah. And that's, that's you know, the they, they don't work between <laughs> 1 until 7. That's their time with their family. They go back home. They take a nap. They eat. They make sure their kids ain't out in these streets being stupid. They make sure their wife ain't at home mm-hmm. cheating. The wife made sure the husband ain't no no fuck shit. Right. And then they go back to work at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, ain't nobody open for no food, boo, until like 7. So we just going to have... I had to take a nap, nigga, and wake up and then go get something to eat because everybody was closed. But, um, like, we're so used to going... We're, we're almost like machines mm-hmm. in America to me. Um, and it's not me dogging America. Like, I appreciate certain things about America. I do appreciate the convenience at times. Mm-hmm. But I also see where it makes me handicapped in some way. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. when you come over to another country and you're like, why the fuck do I make life so complicated if a 10-year-old can figure it out? Right. I'm 30-something. Like, this motherfucker, he woke up and he was just like, I just got to do it. Like, how else is it going to get done? <laughs> Who else is going to take care of my little sister? How else we gonna get home? And it's not a thing of well, I don't have to struggle, so I don't have to live. No, he, he could easily just be like, I want to be a kid, mm-hmm. right? But he he's not like to him. This is normal, and so I appreciate travel for different means. It made me grow up. Me and Lavandra, that's the van that we're talking about. That's my best friend. She's here with us. Um, we went to Morocco together. We've been to Brazil together. We've been to Egypt together. Now we've been to Italy together. Um, I want her to go to Bali with me. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and dive into Asia here yeah. first. I haven't been to Asia yet. Yeah. I've done a lot of Europe, I've done Africa, and I've done Central and South America, um, and the Caribbean. Um, but I, I listen. Travel is your best teacher, like, cause you see the lies. You you find mm-hmm. where history books don't fuck us over. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Big time. Yeah, they control the narrative, so we only hear what makes America look good. Yeah. Yeah, basically. And then when you come over here, you're like, what? And then when you go to Africa, you're really like, what? Right, right. Mind blown. Like, totally different things. So we encourage you, like she said, even if you don't travel with us. Here's another thing. Sidebar. Stop taking travel advice from people just telling you to go somewhere just to go. Mm -hmm. I saw someone in an LGBT group asking about traveling to places that are safe for gay people. And this one girl's like, well, I don't care. I just go where I want to go. If they don't like it, they just got a deal. Here's no, the they thing. don't. In certain countries, being gay is still punishable, and it is illegal. You can go somewhere, and them motherfuckers can kill you and get away with it. Please make sure, if you are not planning your travels, yeah. that you have someone who is knowledgeable. As a travel professional... I get so annoyed with that because it's very dangerous. You can go to a country. It's places that as much as I want to go, I'm not going to go just for me. But I don't want my wife to feel uncomfortable. I can easily go and be off the radar. Yeah. Yeah. 
My wife cannot. Yeah. I would never put her in that kind of danger. I was low-key worried about Morocco still. Mm-hmm. Even though I've seen lesbians over there, um, I was still a little bit off. Like I was like, you know, the private rental was my way of getting around it because hotels can be in your business. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was iffy about that. I'm going to have to research some more about Egypt, you know, until I feel comfortable. I'm never going to put my way. So don't listen to these dumb asses telling you to just go. And if anybody got a problem with it, cuss them out. Okay, and when you wake up dead, right. go back and fuck that person up mm-hmm. for telling you a lie. And I'm not trying to scare you, but there is a reality that a lot of countries still are not tolerant of. And sadly, most of those countries are black and brown. Mm-hmm. The countries who are most anti-gay are yep. black and brown. Yep. Um, Europe don't give a fuck. You can go all through Europe kissing all kind of lesbian gayness rainbows they don't give a flying fuck okay but when you hop skittle your ass down to (laughs) the middle east to africa you gonna feel a different energy and and so if you go with your wife or your girlfriend be mindful of pda be mindful of who you say you are yes you that is your wife but you ain't gotta flex in fucking tanzania you know that's not the place to flex you can just say hey this is my sister we're sharing a room. If you guys really go. Me, personally, I don't want to give my money to a place like that. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, I just choose not to play that game. It's mm-hmm. too dangerous. Like, mm-hmm. you just had a couple in South Africa, a lesbian couple who was raped, burned, and murdered. Yeah. You know, it's not a fucking game. Yeah. You know? So, please stop being irresponsible. If you have any questions about travel, if you want me to help you plan a travel, I do do consultations. Um, you can email me at any time at ladyinstead at gmail.com. Um, you can leave a comment, whatever you need to do. But I'll be more than happy to help you. I would rather you go somewhere and be safe than go somewhere and never make it back. And here's my question. Where do we as black lesbian women or just black women in general go to, a, you know, or to somewhere that we can trust who's black like us, living, who who is well, 99.9% of the time have the same experiences in us because they're living the same type of lifestyle that we do. And send us somewhere where we know we're going to be safe and still have a good time and still learn the culture and enjoy the food and not be threatened and not have your life threatened because you want to learn something new. You know, don't take that shit for granted. And don't think, because if it's out here, more power to you. But I'm so grateful for the fact that I live and love and marry the woman who she's been to enough place where she can be like, nah, nah, we're not going there. Or Or she'll be like, you know what? I researched that shit and legit, they love us over there. So yeah, we going, you know, and I can trust her with that shit. Like she's not out to get anybody is the part that I love. And I've seen her do this and Van has experienced it the countless number of times where like, please tell me Van from your perspective, have you ever traveled with Elle and been and stayed in shitty accommodations? No, not at all. It's always been either we're at a hotel or Mm -hmm. we're at a night in Airbnb. Mm -hmm. Everything's good. We don't have no problem. When we went to Detroit, Remember when we went to Detroit? Was you was she with us when we no, went to Detroit? No, that was me and Ashley. Oh, we went to Detroit and we stayed in this fucking loft condo thing. That motherfucker was so cold. But on the outside, though, I was a little nervous. Well, because it's Detroit. That's what I'm saying. But on the inside, we walked into that motherfucker. That whole thing had been renovated. Mm-hmm. I was like, where does she find this shit at? She got a knack for this shit. I literally yeah. just dig. I dig. I have like four sites I go through. And I know what I look for. Mm-hmm. Like... Everybody wants to feel comfortable. Right. No one wants to go. I, I didn't, the only thing I didn't appreciate so far about this trip 
I didn't know the guy who was picking us up. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I didn't like his van. You know, I'm a little bougie. I'm used to getting picked up by Mercedes in Italy. Yeah. And Ben, because everybody in Europe pretty much drives a Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Right down there. And so I'm used to the black car service. And this was a real rapey van. And I was just like, hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing. But I feel everybody wants to be comfortable. Yeah. Everyone wants to go into the bathroom and feel clean. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to go in. Like, you felt comfortable eating off the plates in here. Yeah. Right. It's very clean. Very clean. Very well maintained. Yep. Um, and so I, just, I look at it like that. Like, if we do an Airbnb, would I want to live here? Would I want to? Because I'm going to stay here with y'all. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to put y'all somewhere and then go stay at a Ritz Carlton. Mm-mm. We all stand together. We all yeah. we in this together. Yeah. So whatever you experience, I experience. If I'm having a bad experience, even if you're not even having the experience, it could be in my room. I'm going to handle it like it was you. Yeah. And vice versa. So I don't like people who feel like they're going to get, you know, God, that's not what that is. It's literally me just trying to, you know, bring people. That's always been my goal is to bring people to a different space. You know, I started off doing it myself because travel was kind of like how I, it's how I got out of my own cocoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got my best friends to join me and that's when we decided we was up and going to Morocco. And we was like, yeah, let, you know what? Let's go to Africa. Let's do it. Let's do it. Wasn't that your first time traveling internationally? Babe? It was. Okay. Traveling with Elle? Yep. Well, that was my first time traveling with her. We went to Philly. Oh, okay. But internationally that was my first time first time on an airplane first time out of the country yep. oh that was your first time on an airplane it was my first time on an airplane <laughs> and the first time this girl was on an airplane she flew with me to Africa and I was just like nigga <laughs> like you a thug that was a long <laughs> haul too go hard go home but and she did that shit though <laughs> she did we had our little layover in Spain you know we got over to Morocco we had about a day of getting adjusted and then we after that we was riding camels and shit like I'll never forget that video watching y'all on a fucking camel. <laughs> never in my life will I forget that fucking fit. When I say I have never seen Elle look more fucking uncomfortable on a goddamn camel. Fuck camels. Okay, I can't wait to ride one, nigga. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm here for it. I would never ride another camel in my life. I'm here for it. I think it's gonna be awesome. It's it's overrated to me. Were you comfortable? I was. Okay, see, I felt like I was literally about to fall every time he moved. And I had an honorary camel. I think it was the camel. His name was, what's his name, Obama? His name was Obama. Damn! (laughs) Damn! They did that to my boy? (laughs) Seriously? Yeah. That nigga wasn't bad. He was just a leader, and you couldn't recognize it. Well, he almost led me into an olive grove. <laughs> because he wanted to eat the olive trees instead of walking. He wanted to eat the walking. olive trees instead of walking. And so, it was like a dip. And he was just like, let me just knock this bitch off me real quick. Wow. I'm get to these olives easier. <laughs> um, and then we went to Brazil. Um, and Brazil was a whole different monster. Yeah. That was a whole different heat. I can't wait to go there, too. We went for carnival. We was in the peak of summer. Um, that was a little pricey. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a little more expensive. Because of the occasion. It's but hard. that was literally a once-in-a-lifetime event. I remember being in the stadium with y'all. Yeah. And I remember looking like, nigga, we here. Right. Like, we ain't looking at TV. We here. At 3 in the morning, partying with Brazilians. And drunk most of the day. <laughs> 
I'm jealous as fuck. Burnt I'm, on the beach every day. Every day. I'm tr- I'm, I'm I'm shitty. <laughs> all the day drinking. Drinking all the caffeine. All of them. All the coconuts, water, mango juice, everything. And then when we got to, I think it. I think it really hit me. I had two pivotal points with you. I had it in Brazil when we were at Carnival watching the parade go by, and I was just like, "This is a moment." Like. When we have kids, we're going to be like, you can't tell us nothing about each other. Do you know what we've seen together? And then I had it when we were in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And when we were climbing the pyramids. Mm-hmm. Um, climbing the pyramids with your best friend. And you looking over at each other like, we nigga, did. we just climbed the pyramids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who doesn't want that experience, though? <laughs> with your best friends. Like, I told my wife, even though we're talking about international travel... Like, I want to go to Vegas because I want to experience. Like, I've never been to Vegas. Mm-hmm. I had never been to California until 2015, and I fucking loved it. Malibu, California, I went for, like, that's when you guys went to that Philly uh, music oh, fair. Like, I went to California. I had such a good time. The women there were so kind to me. We had, a, like, I had a learning experience, and it was still in the United States, and that's great. But, goddamn, I want to climb the fucking pyramids, ride a camel and shit. Eat some Moroccan food that I ain't never had before and hope my BMA, you know, my IBS don't fuck with me. Like, I want to do some different shit. How do y'all not? How are you? How do you let fear control your whole fucking existence and you just stay within your comfort zone? Fuck that shit. Fuck, fuck it. Fear. Fuck fear. Yeah, you gotta step out. And so, all that to say, there'll be more trips coming up. We're gonna be posting pictures like a motherfucker on the lady yeah. and stuff. Um, videos. Yeah, we're gonna I don't post know videos. what we're doing tomorrow because we have a free day. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have one other person coming, so we can't venture too far until she gets here because she ain't got a key. Right. Um, but after that, the day after that, we do a, we go to Pompeii, and that is going to be hilarious. Van is Kelly's. so Van is so fucking hype. So to I, watch Van and then Kelly's excitement, like when Kelly see them bodies, nigga. Listen, I'm gonna record it because she gonna be like, I might get emotional because you know how I am. I know she's so like when people get hurt and shit. Like I'm just not like I'm I'm a thug, I'm a thug nigga. Don't don't get me wrong, I'm a gangster, okay. But I don't like little kids and animals and shit being hurt. That's just not my thing. Or women, I you know, and I said I hate men, but the motherfuckers can handle their own. But I can't deal with like women and kids and animals and shit. Mm-hmm. It gets it gets to me. That's my soft spot, for real. So we are gonna see what happens tomorrow. I mean, when we go see Fun Pack. But we what else are we doing, babe? We we doing the what was it? The wine, wine tasting and the wine vineyard, and then we're doing the Capri, Capri yacht ride for nine hours on Friday, and we're also doing the Amalfi Coast thing. Mm-hmm. So I got going to Capri. Yeah, we're doing Capri. So yeah, we're doing a lot. A mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. So let me just double check that actually now, because I was looking at the thing. I was like, let me make sure we ain't got shit to do tomorrow, because <laughs> I've been a for guy and <laughs> okay, yeah. So tomorrow's a free day, and then the 29th, we do the wine tasting and lunch. Um. Yeah, that's the 29th, and then the. 30th is a free day and then the 31st we do the yacht tour and then the first we do wait where did it go 
regardless. We yeah, we be, got a lot going on. We got a, a whole bunch of shit going on, and we're going to get to enjoy ourselves. We wish you guys could be with us. Yes. You still have your chance to come and hang with us and kick it and enjoy some of these snacks, my nigga. Um, this good food, this great culture, learn some different shit. Like, oh, this is the shit that I was going to tell them about. Who was the motherfucker who came over here on the elephants? Fucked all the women over here in Italy. And that's why the Italian women over here look black and not white. Who was that motherfucker? Hannibal of Carthage. See what I'm talking about? You see the kind of shit you learn when you travel with motherfuckers who know shit? I ain't never heard it. I ain't never, I went, look, I went to preschool, kindergarten, elementary school, middle school, high school, college. I just learned about this motherfucker today. Okay? He then came over here on a bunch of elephants, bought his army over here, and was like, you know what? I'm sick of that bullshit. I'm going to fuck all these bitches, and I'm going to put some black culture in this shit, African culture, and we just going to turn these motherfuckers out. Okay? And then he left. Like, I'm sorry, sir? I beg your pardon? <laughs> Excuse me? This shit you learned. And now that's the, now mind you, that's the hip-hop, skim, summarized version of the shit. But the bottom line is, is that that makes me want to learn even more about it. Like, why do Italian women, why do they have asses and thick lips and thick eyebrows and shit and attitudes? And they're not timid like white women. You feel me? And don't tell me it's just because, well, they're Italian. They had to get that shit from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, what culture do we know where that shit's ingrained? African, uh, the African culture and African-American women. That's mm-hmm. where that shit is ingrained at. So, learn some shit about your history that you never knew before. There's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. And for anybody who tells you that isn't, that shit isn't okay, they don't have your best interest at heart. They don't care about you. They don't. They, if they try to tell you, no, that shit's scary. Oh, you're going to get on the plane and you're going to go all the way across the world. Listen, your ancestors didn't sit still. No, no. They, they was moving all the motherfucking time, which is how your, your people came from the south up north or how they came from. Now, some of them didn't come voluntarily from Africa, as we know, over here to the United States. But you know what? They still came over here. But that's the bottom line. The motherfuckers over in Africa got iPhones and an A by accident uh, and iPads and Androids and all kind of shit by accident and they it's more expensive over there and over here than it is in the United States. So yeah, they get up and bring their asses over here and uh explore some shit and learn some shit. Now mind you they take their asses back home, but at least they get up and do it. What makes you any different? Or better yet, what makes you any less? Nothing. I highly encourage it. From somebody I grew up in the hood, was raised in the hood, um Van and L raised in the hood in Ohio in the Midwest. I was I'm from Indiana. And if y'all think that the Midwest don't have hoods, you a motherfucking lie. Right. Both of us lived all of us lived on the side of an alley, nigga. I was raised in a duplex <laughs> on 34th and Broadway in Indianapolis, Indiana, the motherfucking hood alley just all up and down the side of my parents' house. Just you you could hear a bitch screaming at one o'clock in the morning and be like, Well, let me roll over and go back to sleep. That ain't none of my business. You feel me? But now we fucking in foreign countries. So don't let where you come from dictate where you're going. That's that's really the bottom line, or where you want to go or where you could go. Don't limit yourself to think that, well, this is where I'm from. So this is all I'm supposed to have. So, and this is all I know. Because that's a fucking lie. You lying to yourself. You got all kind of motherfuckers out here that going to lie to you and go enjoy it. Don't lie to yourself. So on that note, you guys, we're going to wrap up tonight's episode of Lady in the Stud. Because we got shit to do tomorrow. We do. In Italy. And my wife <laughs> literally has taken over this whole episode. Sorry. She is so excited. Sorry, not sorry. I'm <laughs> hype. And we're going to have a good motherfucking time. And hey, look for pictures on um, the Lady in the Stud, our Facebook page, as well as Instagram. Look for pictures there. Uh, we're going to be posting videos and shit. 
um, of us just being out and about. Van gonna be in some of the videos, so y'all can see Van, what Van looked like, and Jill. And we just gonna do the damn thing. We're seriously. All right. So we will check in with you guys later. Have a safe day. Have a safe week. Yes. We'll see you soon. Van, you wanna say anything? Nope. Bye. Bye. (laughs)